Hey everyone, welcome to the Life Well Lived podcast. I am your host, Kyle Kirby, and I'm extremely excited to talk about today's subject on words. Words are powerful. Words bring meaning to our life. And what we think about, we often speak through in our words. So a mindset that we like to have, a, a phrase that I like to use a lot is change your mindset, change your life. And I think that could even be taken another step and say, change your words, change your life. And so what I want to go over today in today's podcast of the Life Well Lived podcast is five phrases that we use often in our life, five phrases that we utter that may be causing negative impact on our life and how we can take those five phrases, turn them around over time, learn to use new phrases to make our life better. So if you're with me in learning to change your language in order to change your mindset, in order to change your life, roll with me in the Life Well Live podcast as we go over our languaging, what we say on a daily basis, and how that can make us a better person. Hi guys, I'm Kyle Kirby, an entrepreneur, speaker, and friend, and welcome to Life Well Lived, a podcast designed to give you the ins and outs, the goods, and what you need to scale your life to the next level. All right, so we're going to go ahead and count down from five, four, three, two, and one. No particular order on these five phrases, but the reason I wanted to go over these five today is because I think they are, if not the five most common things I hear on a daily basis as excuses from people, but they are the five... Um, I think they're the five most or if not one of the most hindrances on our mindset because as we utter these things, again, words are powerful. And if we start believing by, by saying, then that is going to change us into a different person. And what I mean by that is as we utter our words, the one person who's going to listen to your words more than anybody else is ourselves. And as we utter words, as we speak words, as we use our language on a daily basis, they are going to start transforming our thoughts and therefore we will be what we speak. But then it turns into a vicious cycle because the more we speak, then the more we become that thing, which makes us think about it more, which makes us speak it. Which, so we need to learn how to disrupt that entire process and how can we start transforming our languaging. So instead of getting worse and worse and worse and more and more negative thoughts, we can really start changing our lives into a more positive mindset, into a more optimistic mindset, into a more growth oriented mindset and really stop beating ourselves up on a daily basis because really all these phrases that I'm going to go through today, the five phrases, are phrases that really just cut us down as human beings. They, they make us feel like we're not enough, that we're not worthy, that we're less than who we are, but they're these lies that we've believed over time or they're these phrases that we, we feel maybe comfortable with um, to help us, to make us feel safe, but really safety is just negative 
growth. What's the opposite of negative growth? Decline, right? Because they always say if you're not if you're not growing, you're declining. There's no like safety area. People think, well, I'm just happy with where I'm at. I'm safe where I'm at. But no, you're either growing or you're dying. So if you're in a safe space and you're not growing, then unfortunately you're you're actually just dying. You're you're declining and it just masked as safety. So like one of the phrases we're gonna go over is like um, I'm going to try, I'm going to try, right? People say that so that they don't ever have to be definite that I'm, I'm going to try to do this thing. Well, let, let's just jump into it. So number five is I'm going to try. So someone says, um, I'm going to try to, uh, qualify for this thing, or I'm going to try to get the promotion, or I'm going to try to lose 50 pounds, or I'm going to try. And the problem with that languaging is it puts us into a safety barrier. Because if we fail, well, no problem. We never committed to it in the first place. So it makes us feel good. I'm going to try to lose 50 pounds in a year. And if you don't do that, well, no big. I, I, I mean, I was just trying. But worse than that, it never sets us up for success in the first place. If you're just going to try, there's no definite to that. There's no seriousness to that. And therefore, you're going to put half-assed effort, half-hearted effort. And so we want to start changing our languaging to to grow into, to go into a growth mindset, to go into a positive, optimistic mindset, and, and so that we can actually start changing our lives. So when we hear these phrases, and as you're going throughout the week, as you hear yourself, um, I'll try, or I'm going to try to do this, or I'm going to try to do this, maybe it's a goal or a promotion, whatever it might be for you, you need to stop yourself, disrupt that pattern of thinking, that pattern of speaking, and go into, I will, okay? So, it, it is no longer, uh, Yoda said it right, right? Yoda said it the best, do or do not, there is no try. You either do something or you don't do something. Either be firm in your action or say you're not going to do it. It either needs to be a hell yeah or it needs to be a hell no. So there's no I'm going to try, but I will. So I will get that promotion. I will get that job. I will lose 50 pounds. I will have $1,000 in my savings account. I will, I will, I will. That's what you want to focus on. That's what you want to start changing your language to. Because when it becomes I will, your mind is a beautiful thing. Your mind has been created that when you show definitiveness in something, you will start acting on those things. You will start becoming that thing. When you say, I will lose 50 pounds, your mind takes that, it takes that definitiveness, it takes that certainty and says, oh yeah, we're going after this. And you start thinking in a healthy way. You start making the gym a priority. You start making clean eating something that needs to happen on a daily basis. Meal prep becomes a habit because it's I will, not just I'm going to try. So as you're working throughout this week, turn yours, I'm going to tries into I will. And I want you to start practicing the definitiveness of I will as much as possible. And if you can't commit to saying, I will do this, then you might need to change your goal or not do that thing at, at all. If I will lose 100 pounds scares you, and so you just say, I'm going to try to lose 100 pounds. No, no, no. Just say, I will lose 20 pounds then. Or I will figure out a goal, but commit to that freaking goal. I will do this. I will do this. 
and that will will turn into a must. I must do this. And that must will lead to the action and that action will make those things get done on a daily basis. So no more of this, I'm going to try. Make it, I will. So that's number five. The next phrase I want to go over is I don't have time. Okay. And this one is more funny, I think. Um, And I'll talk about this with a few of the different phrases today because they don't actually make sense when you really break down the word. I, I love the phrase, I don't have time. I don't have time to uh, eat clean. I don't have time to work out. I don't have time to save money. I don't have time. I, I don't know. Whatever the excuse is, right? And that's what they all are, are, right? Let's just take a side note here. They're all excuses. And what I love about excuses is they're all the same. All excuses are the same. They all are just preventing you from doing whatever you need to do. And that might sound really hardcore. That might sound very intense. And maybe you've never heard that, but all excuses are equal. They just prevent you. They are obstacles to, they are holding you back from the thing that is important, the thing that you need to do. Okay. So there's not one excuse that's better than another. An excuse is just an excuse and that's okay, but just realize it for what it is. An excuse is an an excuse. So the excuse of, I don't have time. I don't have time for this. I don't have time for that is ridiculous in and of itself because we all have the same 24 hours in a day. We all have the same seven days in a week. We all have the same 365 days in a year. And hey, it's 2020. We've got 366 days this year. We all have the same time. So isn't it funny how some people have more time than others? Well, no, of course not. No one has more time than anybody else. What happens is those that are getting things done, that are being productive, making it happen, are being more intentional, more engaged with the time than the person who's not. We all have 24 hours in a day. Person A utilizes that 24 hours to the max. Person B wastes time. And I think it's very funny because I I think either two things happen when someone says, I don't have time. If someone says, I don't have time for this, in my mind, and that's okay, I I, I want you to know that's okay, but it, in my mind, it just means it's not a priority to them. I think the gym is a classic example. Someone says, I don't have time for the gym. No, 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 you have time for the gym. You have the same time I have for the gym. You have the same time as that person has for the gym. It's not a priority to you. And that's okay if in your stage of life and what you're doing, you don't want to go to the gym or it's not a priority. That's okay. But don't say you don't have time because you have the same 24 hours in a day. You could wake up an hour earlier. You could stay up an hour later. You could find an at-home workout to get activity in. You could find a workout schedule that works for your schedule. You can find a way, and I could go on and on and on, but the truth is we all have the same 24 hours. You have the time, it's just not important to you. And again, that's okay, but don't say you don't have time. And so as we're working through this phrase. Oh, and the second one, I said that there was going to be two. So one, it's not priority. Two is when someone says I don't have time, I often like to look, and again, this isn't meant to be a judging thing, but how much wasted time they have in their day. Because someone says I don't have time to food prep, but then they're watching two or three 25 minute episodes of the office every single night. Or they say, I I don't have time to 
study for something or I don't have time to read a book. I heard that one from a a buddy this week. He said, "I, I don't have time to read. If you have time to watch Netflix or if you have time to be on your phone scrolling through social media or I know a bad habit of mine is like playing fantasy sports, playing fantasy football. If you have time for that, then you have time to do the things that are important. And then it just goes back to those things weren't just, they just weren't a priority to you. We all have 24 hours in the day. What are you utilizing in those 24 hours? I I think uh, one of the best things someone ever did for me is they challenged me to record what I did on a daily basis. They said from the time you wake up in the morning to the time you go to bed, uh, every minute needs to be accounted for. And it was amazing to me by like 9 a.m. that morning how much wasted time I was having on a normal basis. Because when I was forced to be accountable and write down everything that I did, I realized that I I worked harder and that I did more things. And I realized, wow, I never get this much done before 9 a.m. And that opened up a whole new world to me that says I wasn't being intentional that time. Because I wake up, you know, I get ready, you know, I, I do my deal, I, I go to work, I, I start, and, and like 7 a.m., 8 a.m., 9 a.m., 10 a.m., 11 a.m., noon, I, there's a lot of wasted time in there. Pockets of the day. Pockets of the day is something we talk about a lot in my company that you can get a lot of work done in the pockets of your day. 10 minutes here, 15 minutes here, if we would stop wasting time. But if we're just scrolling on social media or watching YouTube videos or watching Netflix or Disney Plus, there's a lot of wasted time. So the fact of the matter is I don't have time isn't something we should be saying anymore. You either need to say that's not a priority to me, which is okay, or I wasted too much of my time today so that I can't do that activity. Those are your two answers, okay? So as we're Going throughout this week and you find yourself saying, I don't have time lot, stop yourself and either think to yourself two things. One, is this thing a priority to me? And if not, then you just need to say, hey, this thing's not a priority to me and that's okay. Or two, you need to reflect on your life and realize, oh boy, I didn't get this done because I wasted time in other areas. So no longer can you use the phrase, I don't have time but instead start transforming your thoughts so that productivity actually happens in your life, that growth actually happens in your life, and you'll be amazed at how seemingly simple finding time to do the important things is. So next up, and this goes back to another negative talk phrase, is this is something I've had to really work on, specifically with math, is the phrase, I'm bad at blank. I'm bad at blank. So something I would find myself working my job. So um, I, I know I've talked about this in a few podcasts, but I work as an Herbalife distributor. I work inside of a nutrition club. So people come into my nutrition club or store on a daily basis and they get like a healthy breakfast, healthy lunch. We do a lot of cash sales. And when someone will, and this sounds a little embarrassing to admit, but somebody will give me like change or something and um, it takes me a second. I have to like count through the things. And what I found myself saying time and time again was, oh, I'm sorry, I'm really bad at math. And then I would count out their change and figure it out. But what I had to change that to, and not that it's a lot better, but um, I, it's all about changing your language, is I had to change that to, I'm not very quick at math. Okay, because I hated saying I'm bad at math. No, I'm not bad at math. I'm not bad at this thing or that thing. I may not be very quick and I need a few extra minutes to process, but that's a skill I'm working on. Because when you say you're bad at something, then it 
it creates in our mind this this thought, this presence that I'm just bad at it. I I can't even try. Uh, Like I'm bad at math. Why try? I'm bad at sports. Why try? I'm bad at the gym. Why try? I'm bad at this. I'm bad at that. Why try? And the brain just shuts down its ability to do the things it needs to do because you just, you shut it down for it through your words of saying I'm bad. So why even try? Versus if you can change the language into a growth mindset of I'm working on this skill, then your mind will begin working on the skill and you will get better at it. For example, the math. When I can change the language into, no, I'm not bad at math. I'm just not very quick at math. Now it's a skill I can develop because I can then tell the person I'm working on the skill of becoming fast at math. I'm working at my math speed skills. I go back to fifth and sixth grade when we used to do speed tests or whatever those are. I always wanted to win those things. I, I never could. I never could win those things. And, and I just tricked myself into thinking I'm a bad at math. But what it really was was I'm just not quick at math. But I can develop my quickness. I can practice until my quickness gets faster. I, I can develop the skill of counting out change in a fast way so that I can get better. And all of a sudden, I went from my mindset thinking, you can't do this, why even try, to, hey, we can do this, let's get better. We can do this, let's develop the skill. And all of a sudden, you start this inner monologue, or maybe it's a dialogue, this inner monologue or dialogue with yourself that causes growth in your life because now you have a skill to work on. Now it's a game. Now I've got something I can work towards instead of just shutting myself down to it. And I think when we say the phrases, I'm bad at this, that is one of the purest forms of negative self-talk we can have. Because guess what, guys? You're stuck with yourself. You're stuck with your inner monologue, with your inner thoughts, with your inner feelings. You are your worst critic because you know yourself the most. You hear yourself talk the most. You, quote, hear yourself think the most. And so imagine in a world, if your spouse or your employer or your coworkers, your family were constantly saying you're bad at things, you would have a terrible complex. You would be very, very sad. You'd be very defeated. And yet we do our, that to ourselves on a daily basis. We constantly tell ourselves that we're bad at something or we're not good enough or we stink or, and that's just terrible. So we have to stop the barrage, barrage. We have to stop the, the just constant self-talk on ourselves, the constant negative self-talk. And since we know we are stuck with ourselves, since we know we're going to be talking to ourselves anyways, we need to start talking to ourselves in a positive light, in an optimistic light, in a growth mindset light, so that we can then start growing towards those things so that we can then be surrounded by positivity. How good is it when we're surrounded by positive people that encourage us and challenge us and and make us feel good about who we are and what we're doing and and they're friends to us? You got to be a friend to yourself, guys. You got to encourage yourself. You have to talk in a positive way to yourself. And when you can start doing that and stop saying, I'm bad at blank, then you can truly start changing your life for the better and truly start becoming the person that you were created to be and the person you want to be. So stop saying I'm bad at this 
and instead start focusing on the skills you can develop and change that languaging into a positive, encouraging talk to yourself. Next up in the phrases we're talking about, so we got five, four, three. This is number two. Again, no particular order, but as a phrase I hear all the time, it's too expensive. And I think that is a really interesting phrase. And, and I know what people mean, right? I know what people mean. I, I work in sales. Um, and so when I, I get what people mean when they say like something's too expensive. But I hear it all the time, not just um, like in the work I do. Um, but you'll, you'll just hear phrases like it's too expensive. It, it's too expensive. And the first thing that always pops in my mind when someone says it's too expensive is I think expense is relative, Literally, that's the first thing that pops into my mind. Expense is relative because to Mark Zuckerberg, CEO of Facebook, to Bill Gates, to who's the guy that does Amazon? I'm going to blank on his name right now. But to these world billionaires, expenses is relative. Like I might think, I don't know, $20,000 for a new car is expensive. But to them, that, that's nothing. $20,000 is nothing. I might think $5 for a drink is expensive, but to them, it's nothing. So obviously, expense is relative. Expense is all about your background. Expense is all about your experiences. And what I find most is, and it kind of goes back into the I don't have time phrase. When somebody says something's too expensive, what they really mean is that's not valuable enough to me. It's not a priority to me, okay? Because everything has a cost. I I heard a quote, and again, I work in the health field. Somebody might say clean eating is too expensive. But again, that's relative because you know what else is really expensive? The medical bills and the bills for pills and the pills and and, and the bills um, for the medical issues you're going to have if you don't take care of your body down the road. Like those are expensive. Those are, quote, expensive. So, again, expense is relative because it all depends on on how you look at it. And for my wife, (laughs) My wife paying $10 to join a fantasy football league, that might be expensive. That, why would you pay that? But for me, $10 is cheap because I enjoy it. I see the value in it. I really enjoy what I'm going to get from it. So speaking of value, that's what we want to start thinking through. Instead of asking or instead of saying that's too expensive or even asking how much does it cost, that'd be another phrase, how much does it cost is how valuable is this thing to me? Because I think especially living in the health and wellness world, health and wellness takes hard work, guys. It takes skill. It takes consistency. It takes really working on yourself to lose 50 pounds, 100 pounds, or put on muscle, to be at the gym, all those sort of things. It takes work. But if there was a magic pill out there that could guarantee by magic that you were to instantly lose all the weight you need to lose and you'd be at your best shape and you'd be in your best health, there would be no price on that pill because you know it works. You would know the result it's going to produce. You know the value of that thing because what is more valuable to everyone else is a healthy life, is feeling good. And 
the reason people maybe don't like spending money on healthy food is because they don't know if it's guaranteed. They're not sure if it's valuable enough to them. What if I spend this money on grass-fed beef or on supplements or on this multivitamin and I don't get the result? Then they feel like they've wasted the money. And so it's all about value. And again, guys, I'm coming from a health coaching mindset. So that's what I probably hear the most. But I think this can be with anything in the world. Instead of asking the cost of something, instead of saying that's too expensive, really what you need to start thinking of, what is the value of that to me? And when you can start thinking of how valuable something is to you, then you can figure out its true, quote, expense. Because Again, expense is relative, but value is to the person viewing the item. Because I might look at one thing and say, that's not a value to me. And not purchase it or not invest in it or not do anything with it. And that's okay because that value, because it's not valuable to me, it's not a priority. While somebody else can look at it and say, that is valuable to me. And therefore, it is a priority. It all comes down to our priorities. And this this is why this one's attached to I don't have time. So... As we're thinking through our life, as we're thinking through our daily decisions, every time you come to something that has a cost associated with it, and this could be a whole nother podcast, but I'm not even talking about financial costs. I'm talking about any sort of things that might cost in your life. But anytime you come across something, a decision to make that has to do with cost, instead of saying it's too expensive, or instead of asking how much does it cost, What you need to ask is, how valuable is this item to me? And if the cost and the value of the item line up, then you should get that thing, or you should do that thing, or you should invest in that thing. But if the cost and your value you've placed on it do not line up, then you know that it is not a priority to you. And so it's a very simple equation. You either have on side A, cost and value match up, and you should do that thing, or cost and value do not match up, and therefore you should not do that thing. But at the end of the day, you don't need to be asking what the cost is, and is it too expensive, but instead you need to ask, is it valuable to me? And if so, how valuable? All right, last one, and this will really summarize our podcast today, is hearing the phrase, I can't do it. And I really think that sums up a lot of them because we've already gone through, uh, I'm going to try versus I will. I don't have time. I'm bad at that. It's too expensive. I, I, I don't have the cost. So we've gone through that. And then, and then we can really summarize it as like, I can't do it. And again, it goes back to the affirmation, the definitiveness of saying you can do it. And... I think on one side, we could start with a little bit of a joke. You know, someone tells me all the time, well, I can't, I can't eat veggies. Well, here's the truth about it. You can eat veggies. I I get that you're joking with me and that's cool. Like, I I, I can't eat that. I don't, you can eat it. And this is going to sound extreme, but if, if someone kidnapped your child and was like, if you don't eat this broccoli, then we're going to take your child away forever. You would eat the broccoli. Like you can physically eat the broccoli. But it's not important to you. It's not a priority to you. You can do it. You're choosing not to. So 
that's a little bit more of the funnier side of it, but it's actually very serious too because when we start saying I can't do something, we immediately shut our brain off from any of the possibilities of making that thing happen or doing that thing. And when we're shutting our brain off to possibilities, all of a sudden the brain goes out of growth mode into that either safe mode or that dying mode and they're basically the same thing. So you can do it. If you were put into a situation where you had to, you could eat that vegetable. You could spend the time. You could spend the money. You could do that activity. You could do that thing, but you're choosing not to. And again, that's okay, but be clear in your languaging. Because the fact of the matter is you can do those things. You can do anything you set your mind to as long as it's important to you. And I, I, I mean, I already kind of touched on it, but it's the, it's the classic example of if you put a plank on the floor, right? Imagine, imagine you're in a room. Someone puts a plank on a floor. It's a two by four plank, okay? And it's 20 feet long. And they told you to walk across it for a thousand bucks. You probably would because that seems simple enough. You got to walk across the plank, you get a thousand bucks. Cool. I think most of us would do that. 20 foot plank, $1,000. Now, scenario two, we're going to raise the stakes a little bit. For the same $1,000, we're going to put that plank between two buildings 70 stories high. Would you do it now? And the answer I'd say for probably 99.9% out there would be, hell no, not for $1,000, probably not even for $500,000. And maybe, again, probably a different podcast, maybe there is a price, maybe for a billion dollars, maybe you do it. But even then, risk your life for just a billion dollars, money's not that important, right? Now, scenario number three, on the other side of the plank, 70 stories high, 20 foot plank, the building's on fire and your child is stuck inside. No money on the table this time. Do you walk the plank? And the answer almost every single time I ask someone this is absolutely. Because there's a why behind it. There's a reason why they're doing the thing. And ladies and gentlemen, that is the way we need to approach our life. Instead of saying, I can't do that thing. You need to have a why strong enough that you do do that thing. You need to have a reason big enough in your life that you go and do that thing. Because if you don't, you won't ever do it. It's not a priority. Why do it at that point? And therefore, you just settle at can't do it. But what I implore you to do, what I challenge you to do is Whatever goals you have, whatever things you want to accomplish, stop saying, I can't do it. And instead, find a reason, find a big enough capital W-H-Y, you're going to do it. Why you're going to do that thing. Why you're going to lose that 50 pounds. Why you're going to create an emergency savings account. Why you're going to travel more. Why you're going to get that promotion. Why you're going to get that new job. Why you're going to have that talk. Why you're going to do that thing. You have to have a big enough reason. The why has to be big enough. 
And when the why is big enough, the how is clear. The how is simple. The action needed is very, very easy at that point. But the why has to be big enough. So as you go throughout this week and you're finding yourself saying to yourself, I can't do it. Instead, start thinking of the reasons in your life. Maybe it's your kids. Maybe it's your spouse. Maybe it's your passion. Instead of saying, I can't do it, start thinking of those reasons why you can start doing it. And that will begin the transformation of your mind, which will allow the action to take place in order to accomplish that thing. So stop talking negatively to ourselves. Stop having a declining mindset in your life. Stop thinking in negative ways and ways that tear yourself down in ways that are preventing you from living your best life. Stop saying, I can't do it. It's too expensive. It costs too much. I'm going to try. I don't have time. I'm bad at that thing. And instead, start talking positively to yourself, saying, I will. I can do it. That is valuable to me. That is a priority to me. I'm growing in that skill. Start saying those things out loud to yourself and watch your life transform one day at a time. Hey everyone, thanks so much for joining me in this latest episode of the Life Well Lived podcast. As always, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you so much for listening. It means the world. If you're just joining this podcast, this is episode number seven. So make sure you jump back and listen to a few of the others where we talk about the five love languages or we talk about confidence or we talk about some of my health and wellness tips or even episode number one where I introduce myself, Kyle Kirby. But with that, thank you so much for listening. If you have not yet, please subscribe. We're working on getting the podcast to as many different platforms as possible. But with a new podcast, as always, it's uh, always a journey in getting it to all the platforms. So currently right now on Spotify and the direct link here on Anchor, but soon to be on Apple Podcasts and all other major streaming platforms where you listen to your favorite podcast. With that, I hope you have an amazing week. Please connect with me on Instagram at fitness by Kirby or at my Facebook page, Kyle Kirby. I'd love to get in contact with you guys, talk a little bit about chat about life and maybe even have you on an interview one day. That's right, guys. We're going to be starting interviews here very soon on the Life Well Live podcast, hearing about people's triumphs, their challenges in their life, how they're overcoming those triumphs, and all the good things that I want them to share with you so that you can live your very best life. Thank you so much for listening. I love you guys so much, and I hope you guys have a great week.